With 31, welcome. Uh, we, I realize it's been a couple weeks since we've actually done this, but that all ties into the whole, you know, Aaron being out of the country, me being in Seattle, Lee being sick, uh, technological problems, um, just the huge clusterfuck that has been the last half a month has conspired against Podtoid 31, so that now we are finally here, we're doing it. Um, it's myself and Aaron, because Lee is sick. Aaron, say hi to the people. How's it going, bitches? That's Excellent. that's about as polite as I can be. I can't I can't. He do holds it. you all in high regards. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lee is sick. She's having gastrointestinal issues. Uh, since she's not bleeding internally, I kind of took it as a cop out. But that's sort of my history on gastrointestinal issues. So, I'm an elitist with my intestines. Well, also. why wouldn't you be? I mean, I know I mean, those those like... intestines have been through uh, quite a bit. So you know. They're, they're battle. They're yeah. battle-hardened intestines. I mean, they're yeah. yeah they uh they they raped Vietnamese children and <laughs> dropped napalm on their heads while they were naked and running through the streets. Now I seem to remember the last time that I was on a podcast, we were kind of remarking on how often we returned to touching or having sex with children. And I see that we're about what thirty-five, forty-five seconds into this, and we've already that's a new milestone for us. I think raping kids is <laughs> funny. You know, it's it's right up there with Nazis <laughs> as far as uh, just just. As far Unbridled as hilarity, yeah. That's yeah. right. The uh, Dude, okay, this is a total side note, by the way. About two hours ago, I found out that my ex-girlfriend, this girl who I dated for like three or four years, um, got pregnant and had an abortion and didn't tell me. Not with my kid, with the guy she dated after me. But uh, And so I'm not really that bummed about it, but I was just like, Jesus, this girl who I dated, who's my age, got pregnant and had an abortion. I'm like totally an adult now. This is freaking me out. Yeah, so, so how about them video yeah. games? Um <laughs> video games are cool too they never get pregnant and have to be aborted um that we know that we know of. i'm sure i'm sure you know bungie's involved in some sort of back alley thing with you know Halo. Or... yeah dude i think i think two human got pregnant and had to be aborted actually uh, i thought two human was born with like down syndrome or something it's much more of it's a whole different can it's autism that's what it is it, dude that dennis dyack guy man he's He's a fucking piece of work, isn't he? Is, he? I mean, God, he's such a whiny twat. I, you know, it's it's weird. We're seeing a lot more whiny twat uh, antics these days. It seems like every time, you know, every time there's something wrong or like, well, you know, as a segue into our forthcoming topic, well, things like, you know, the, the whole lair issue and the review issue. It's like every time, you know, it's like they can't take it anymore. Usually there was this, like, you know, the, the developers would take everything with a grain of salt and keep everything at arm's length. But now there's just like, they, yeah. they hop on message boards and just be like, no, me, 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 you know, you know. Bunch exactly. of pussies. Yeah. The um, and speaking of which, that is our next topic. Uh, Sony recently released Layer, their uh, their dragon riding simulator thing, and the whole game was a total mess. It's been receiving you know five out of ten scores from major publications. Um, I played it. I thought it was shitty. Honestly, I, I like to think I'm pretty good at video games, and uh, I, I couldn't control the damn thing. And it's it was just a whole mess. And uh, they 
Sony, as a large corporation, sends out copies of their games to reviewers to review, um, like we pay for this shit. And uh, Sony has also been sending out a little booklet telling reviewers how to review it. Um, it doesn't quite say, this is how you have to review it, but it kind of gives, you know, gentle nudges in certain directions. And, and obviously, there's a lot of people who do this. A lot of developers do do this. I've received two of these so far. Um, of course, I don't read them. I, you know, I throw away all the packaging. Um, but is this right? Is this ethical of the companies to do? Well, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's just a, it's, it's a natural evolution of what is a relatively common practice. I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I've gotten them too. I think the last one that I got was for, um, the last one that I took note of was uh, Shadowrun because it was like nine pages, and if I wrote it, it just would have been, you know, one page saying "Don't play it," you know. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, oh, game's a piece of shit. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's. I think that I think that it's it's so the production value of it uh, of it is so so much unlike what we're used to that of I layer, think not Shadowrun. Of of yeah exactly of right. of the layer review guide it, I mean it's it's they put so much work into it that they're really trying to drive home this, but you know if you think about it I mean it's if you look at it it is kind of just one big overwrought instruction manual like you said they do sort of try to push the whole like you know this is awesome and you know this is badass and it'll be great if you could you know do this and you know but for the most part it's it is pretty it's pretty much standard procedure like I think it's funny that you know that we can kind of see the 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 inner workings of things like this but. Um, but for the most part, it doesn't really, it doesn't really strike me as necessarily anything underhanded. It's just sort of a, it's, it's the public eye cast upon something that's been going on for years. Fair enough. Personally, I think these developers, and, and honestly, yeah, these things are sent out by the PR companies, but, uh, you know, I think they should have enough faith in their product to just put it out there as is. You don't see, like, uh, you don't see the artists who have paintings up in the Met, sending out little booklets to, to art critics saying, now, this is what I meant by my piece, this is how you should view it, have a drink beforehand, you know, that then come to the show. It's, uh, you know, they stand behind their work as, as, as quality, and they trust that people should know that. Well, right, but I mean, in this case, I think it's, I mean, it, it does provide a lot of, it does do something, uh, I'll say this just from a personal perspective, from doing reviews on Destructoid for, you know, pretty much since I've been here, it is kind of nice to have a document that says, okay, here's all this dumbass backstory that we put in about the the, the Kajerlin Freer Knights who like to, you know, eat pie, and here's the kind of pie they like to eat. And it's like, you don't have to take copious notes while you're playing the game. I'm, l listen, I'm not necessarily defending uh, any of this. I think it is kind of silly. But from a practical perspective, it, mean, it seems fine to me, especially when you consider that a lot of games that get sent out are, uh, you know, for a lot of review, review builds that go out to reviewers, are often not um, in their final retail packaging, and as such, you know, there's usually no instruction manual to accompany it. So you do have to give That's some true. sense of you do have to hold their hand a little bit because, especially nowadays, especially with a game like Lair, where the controls are, you know, have some learning disabilities, and you know, where they're fucked up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you pretty much, I mean, with a game like this, you really do have to kind of make sure the player or reviewer or what have you really knows how to play the game. Otherwise, because that's the fear is that they're just going to do something wrong and just and and say something like, oh, this is, yeah, but, you know, in the case of Lair, everyone pretty much knew what was going on. The, it was just shit. That was the yeah, only problem. Yeah, that's true. I um, also want to say, as a side note, the one thing that really struck me about Lair, every time I saw it, every time I played it, is how much better Panzer Dragoon is, and it's almost <laughs> a decade old. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's more than a decade old. I believe the first Panzer Dragoon came out in, like, 96. So, uh, it's, it's, Panzer Dragoon played so much better. It captured everything that Layer tried to be. And it had, like, an interesting art style. Layer just looks like shit. I mean, once you get past the, the shininess of the whole thing. It, uh, you know, the art direction isn't very good. Gameplay's like shit. And, uh, and I read the backstory in this thing. It, uh, it's stupid. You know, it's a derivative of everything I've ever read. Ever. Yeah, well, ever. It's, I guess it's just, uh, it's, you know, just goes to show you that everyone who ever knocked Panzer Dragon for being what is effectively, and, and you know, truly, I mean, it is an on-rail shooter. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's a fucking brilliant game, goddammit. This is what you do when you try to, it is. you know, take dragons and not make it an on-rail shooter. Yeah. If you're going to have a game with dragons, put it on rails and make it good. And that's right. Make Sega do I it. I agree. God damn it. And that's that's another thing, is it's really a shame that Sega has fallen so far from what they used to be, you know? Even when they were making shitty consoles that failed, like the like the Saturn and to a much lesser extent the Dreamcast, which was awesome but still failed, uh, their games were brilliant. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, they were way more inventive than Nintendo and uh, and wacky as shit most of the time. Samba de Amigo, wacky as shit. <laughs> but this is not Retro Force, so... No, it's not. We won't go into that. Fuck those guys. Except Chad, he's adorable. I like Chad. He he really is. He's like a he's like a kitten in uh in blonde male form. He's an Aryan kitten, you know. <laughs> he's, he's like the kitten that Hitler wouldn't have killed. So that's that's right. See, I covered my two that's humor right. bases. I got child touching. I got the Nazis, and I got abortion. That's a trifecta. <laughs> Next topic. I've, you know, my, well, you know, you covered my priorities. My priorities are kittens, and we've got that covered. Good. Kittens and good. Chad can sell. Yeah, we can so. just we can just cancel the podcast now. We we've we've yeah, fuck we've it. attained all of our objectives. Uh, quest complete. We're heading back to that question mark guy. We've achieved all we can creatively with this podcast. That's right, and we don't even have to send out a review booklet to tell people we will stand behind our work. We assume you guys know it's awesome. Um, That's right. No, we don't. We're very sad. We need your approval constantly. Um, anyway, next topic: Activision, Activision. The people between between be, between betwixt behind Guitar Hero Three uh, have been hiring a lot of. I don't know if they've been hiring. I don't really know the specifics of the whole thing, but they've been announcing a lot of famous rockers joining the cast of Guitar Hero Three. For instance, Tom Morello who is an amazing guitarist. Um, Slash, who is an amazing everything. Um, both, both... Very well-dressed man. He too. is. He's, 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 yes. the, uh, he's the darkest Jew on the planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't oh, know what that dear. meant. But, uh, yeah, back to the Nazi fetishism. Okay, so, they are both in Guitar Hero 3. Um, it's got a good song lineup. You know, it's very rockin'. Is this good, or is it, as I think, a an attempt by Activision to counter the utter awesomeness that is Rock Band, because they realize they're fucked? Aaron? Well, I think, you know, well, actually, I think you should take this first, because okay. I can hear the passion in your voice. I can hear it boiling it over. Like so a, is. Like, like macaroni and cheese left on the stove too it's long. It's percolating That's about like a motherfucker. Um, That's right. Okay, so so take it home. At PAX, bitch. at PAX. Well, I was at PAX that weekend. During PAX, the weekend that I was at PAX in Seattle, 
I, I came up with that whole intro right now that I just said for like, never mind. Anyway, so Rock Band. Played Rock Band. Um, I got relegated to the fucking drums, and I can't drum for shit, and I made an ass of myself, and everybody else looked great. You know, uh, fucking Dyson and uh, Orchest and uh, Topher all looked awesome. They were totally rocking. I was fucking on the drums, and it was terrible. Anyway, but even with how terrible I was, it was the greatest game I played there. It is, it is, without a doubt, the greatest rhythm game I've ever played and the greatest party game I have ever played. I cannot think of anything funner than having friends over, getting drunk, you know, sm- taking a couple bong rips, and playing rock band. It's that good. There is no hyperbole in what I just said. At all. And I think that Activision has seen that. I think they realize Guitar Hero is the old shit. Rock Band is the new shit. It's the evolution. It is the Homo Erectus to the Homo Neanderthalus. And uh, <laughs> so they're kind of they're kind of pulling out all the stops, you know, by getting people like Tom. Next failed anthropology class. Yeah. <laughs> is wait, wait wait, which is how he ended up working for Destructoid. <laughs> is um, did I do that wrong? Really? What's what's what's? Oh, it's Homo Sapiens, isn't it? Yeah. No, 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 no. Forget That's, it. <laughs> anyway, so just get get thyself to Wikipedia after the show. Good. Okay, I'll do that. But yeah, so I think that and what just they're type doing. Dudes into the search field. I think they're what they're Sorry. doing is they're pulling in Tom Morello. They're pulling in Slash. They're giving these guys who don't actually have bands now and don't have the kind of income they had before. They're giving them a right. ton of money, and they're saying, "Hey, come be in our come be in our game. Come, you know, talk it up, and uh, hopefully we won't be crushed too much when people realize that having." A full band is way better than just having a guitar. Yeah, well, and I, I kind of stick with, you know, here's the thing. I have not been so blessed as the rest of you motherfuckers because I keep being in the wrong place at the wrong time and have not had a chance to get my hands on rock band. But I'll tell you this. I am, uh, historically speaking, a, a big I, – I have a, a very longstanding boner for, uh, you know, Konami's uh, Bimani uh, games, all of their, you know, like, like – uh, all the, you know the drumming and all that shit. Even the even the crazy what was it like dance freaks or dance something it, or other. They had the one, one with in my... the uh, with the motion sensors that you move your hands over. Yeah, exactly. And you just have to pass your hands over it like yeah. a like a like a drunken infant, right. and it's awesome. Um, so you know the, the, this it, yeah rock band always seemed kind of like a coalescence of of all of those different you know kinds of experiences. And like you said, it's it's like a big party game, and that's great. Yeah. Um, but you know I've always kind of seen every new. You know, like, you know, I, I see Guitar Hero 3 the same way I see, you know, Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s, which is like, it's just a song expansion. Yeah. I don't care what, you know, like, versus mode, you know, items. Who gives a shit? I don't care. It's like, just give me more music. And it seems as though, you know, from what we've heard, uh, from what we've seen of the downloadable content for Guitar Hero 2 on the Xbox 360 versus what we're hearing about what's going to be coming for Rock Band. Rock Band, you know, this goes beyond the peripherals and beyond the party mode, you know, the party game aspect of it. But just, you know, as far as my base... Uh, you know, everything that I want out of a game, out of a guitar playing, you know, console game, it seems like Rock Band has everything that Guitar Hero 3 has and more. So it's it's like you said, you know, they're really trying to, they're, they're peacocking it up and saying like, hey, we got this and we got Slash and who gives a shit? I just, if you can if you can provide me with like a lot of music and at the same time give me, you know, four different instruments to play with my friends and, you know, and be able to sing and shit, it's like, no, no, that, it's, it just, for me, it's like the, the battle's already over. Yeah. It's like I... I'll get Guitar Hero 3 so I can play the songs in Guitar Hero 3, but I can guarantee you that when all is said and done, I'll still be playing Rock Band way after I'm playing Guitar Hero 3 because it's like four games. True. I mean, it's, it's you know, you can play through the whole game with each instrument if you are so inclined and, and you know, appropriately, 
rich. Yeah. But uh yeah. I'm I'm buying the whole set by the way. I I told the guy like okay, when I walked up to to the rock band booth, um this guy from Harmonix, we had an appointment with him to play it so we didn't have to wait in line, which was great because the line was fucking ridiculous. But uh, we walked up and everybody's introducing themselves and I'm standing in the back being all, you know, stoic and shit. The guy from Harmonix comes up and recognizes me and he's like, "Hey, you're next, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, who are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm blah 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 from Harmonix." And I'm like, "Oh, cool." And that was like a really nice bonus that the guy recognized me. And um, so I start talking to him for a bit, and, uh, and and you know, I'm like, dude, seriously, how much is it going to cost? Come on, I'm not even going to print it. I just want to know so that I can start saving money right now. And he's like, dude, honestly, we don't know. And I'm like, fuck. But, uh... Oh, wait, that wasn't officially announced yet? I think I, the last time I checked, I, I thought GameStop had... No, no, they had, like, an approximate they price. They do, like, yeah. Right? It and has like, not... The box set is, like, 200 bucks or something. Yeah, unless, unless the guy from Harmonix wasn't let in on the announcement... I'm I'm assuming it wasn't right, officially exactly. announced yeah, yet, yeah. but uh, yeah, I was. But then I told him, you know, I was like, listen, after playing it, I was like, listen, I I really don't care how much it costs. I'm buying the whole thing. I I will sell parts of my body if necessary. It's it's really that good. Oh God, it's that good. <laughs> and as much as I suck at drums, I want to get good now, because it was so fun. But goddamn, I'm terrible <laughs> at it. Seriously, it was sad. Oh well. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, honestly, I think Activision's fucked. I'm gonna get Guitar Hero three too, but uh, I because I've already got the guitar. But I think they're fucked, you know. I yeah. I, at this point, I mean, like I know again, you know, I'm gonna be getting both just because I like Guitar Hero right. and and Rock Band being the natural evolutionary you know progression of Guitar Hero. I'm gonna like Rock Band, but it seems like as far as longevity is concerned, and the kind of game that and, and the game between the two that has the most uh, to offer by way of downloadable content and replay value. Um, you know, because a party game is always fun. Yeah. Party game is always fun. And, ro- and you know, Guitar Hero is definitely a party game, but if you can, you know, if the choice is between playing two, do- playing with two guys on a guitar, two guys on two guitars, or a whole fucking band with entire, like, full downloadable albums, it's uh, the choice just seems obvious to me. Unless the gameplay is somehow ridiculously gimped, with, which by every account i've heard of the game is absolutely untrue it's yeah for me it's like i'm pretty sure rock band's gonna come out on top yeah to throw in another anecdote by the way the instruments in rock band feel a lot more solid than the guitar hero ones like when i was playing drums because that's what i played um i I wanted like you know i was like trying to be all like nice and soft and shit because i didn't want to break the guys like set up in front of like 200 people but uh but then i realized it like wasn't registering you 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 hit them like actual drums and that's the force you have to use to you know get it to get it to work because you know it's a drum set and uh and from what Topher and, and dyson and orcs were telling me the guitars feel a lot like they have more heft you know mm-hmm. and they're like solid they're like more solid than the xbox 360 ones which were in turn more solid than the playstation 2 ones just so long so, as the uh the actual strumming motion doesn't make that obnoxious god-awful clicky sound every time i move it up and down i'll, I'll be happy as far as I can tell, it didn't. The um, obviously the drums make you know drum noises, but uh, oh, right. yeah, but yeah. I mean, I was sitting between you know a guy playing bass and the guy playing uh, guitar, and I heard no clicking. So excellent. I yeah, I I like it. Rock Band is very 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 good. And that's the other thing. All the developers I had meetings with, every time I saw one of them, they were like, oh, so so you know, what have you guys played? And uh, and I was always like, dude, Rock Band, it's awesome. And they're like, I know, dude, fuck it, let's just not do this interview. Let's go get some booze and let's play Rock Band. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I know, right? They should totally let us do that, but we have fucking jobs and it sucks. <laughs> Son <laughs> of a uh, bitch. Responsibility is so gay. It's bullshit. Totally. Yeah. Uh, next topic. 
on the topic of uh, peripherals that uh, are sort of iffy, the Wii Zapper is coming out on November nineteenth. Um, along with it, it comes uh, along with it comes a game called Link's Crossbow Training, um, which really sort of seems like they took the engine that they had for uh, Twilight Princess and kind of made it into a shooting game. Um, did I already say it's called Link's Crossbow Training? I think it's Zelda Crossbow Training. Oh wait, no, no, no. You're right. It is Link's Crossbow Training. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. So, so yeah. Basically, you you know, you get a crossbow, which I don't ever remember Link having, and uh, and you shoot at things. And yeah, you guys have played shooting games before. You know how it works. So only this time it's on your Wii. So, so yeah, Aaron, are you excited about this? Gonna suck. Oh sure. No. No. God no. I'm so fucking no. Like, God, fuck, I'm, I, ugh, no, that's, you know what, leave it. I'm just going to leave it there. No, I'm just, no, okay. Um, it's, okay, this is exactly the kind of shit that I hoped would not happen uh, with the Wii, because I knew that when they when they announced, when we finally got a sense of what the technology was capable of with the Wii, um, my, the first indication I have is, oh, fuck, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be all minigame collections and all Lycan games. Like that just sucks, and and to and the Wii Zapper is a great peripheral, but unfortunately, it really kind of takes the fun out of shooting shit on your Wii. Um, you know, Resident Evil Four and you know Metroid Prime Three are, are amazing games, and and they work well within the systems that they have. But but you know, I I just get this really horrible sinking feeling in my stomach that you know developers are going to look at the Wii Zapper and just be like, hey, you know what? If we make this a light gun game on rails, we don't have to worry about things like you know character movement or you know or hit detection or any of that bullshit all we have to do is just let them you know put it in this little fucking plastic piece of shit point it at the screen and hope for the best you know and you know we tried a, a lot of us and in fact and pretty much all of us that were at e3 had a chance to um play uh the umbrella chronicles with the Wii zapper and and it's just it just feels really cheap and it kind of i mean you can't feel the rumble and it just kind of i'd, I'd rather fuck it i'd just rather use just my two hands. It's like I'm not that lazy that I can't hold my arm up and and cock my wrist in a certain direction. It's like right. Yeah. Um, the, but the thing does look like a shotgun, which I guess is kind of a bonus. Yeah, I guess sort so. Of. It is. It does make for the coolest looking light gun since you know the Super Scope Six, which was awesome only in as much as it was absolutely absurd. True. Hey, you the know? Lethal Enforcers guns were good. I mean, they looked like actual revolvers, other than being brightly colored. Yeah, bright blue yeah. and orange. Yeah. yeah. But I think that, you know, it's, it's, it is swell of Nintendo. I will say this. It is swell of Nintendo. $20 for the peripheral is not so bad. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a little pricier than I would have hoped. Uh, you know, for a pic, uh, piece of plastic, I'd, I'd say 10 bucks max. But, you know, if they're going to charge 20 if they're going to pack in a game, that's pretty cool. Something else to play. But, you know, it's going to be throwaway. It's going to be like we play. It's going to be something that isn't – it's going to be something the kind of thing that you pop in to try out the peripheral, and then you – Set it aside. You set the Wii Zapper aside and wait for a game that actually takes advantage of it well. Um, I will say upside, this. What's yes. that? Go go ahead. Uh, my upside is a completely different thing. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I will say this. Um, I I would like to try games that actually do shooting well on the Wii with the Zapper to see how well it applies to games that are actually designed with some sense of you know with the, they actually try to do something cool with it, like you know games like you know Metroid Prime Three. So. Right. And on the upside, um, since it is just a simple piece of plastic, like, like it is, um, it does work with stuff like Metroid Prime 3 and, and Resident Evil 4 and, uh, you know, all your old games. For that matter, it works on any Wii game. 
But, you know, put, pointing a shotgun at Twilight Princess is going to be a little silly. So, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, unless you really think more wolves need to die. But People are going to laugh at that. People are going to think that's funny because they're <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Um, also, I wanted to... Uh, I want to say, I agree, 1999, great price point. Uh, I do think it's going to be kind of a throwaway. I think it's going to be really gimmicky. Um, but I like... I think really the problem here is that no light gun since the NES has worked, right? I mean, they work. They're functional. But you get, okay, like, for instance, uh, like we were talking about the show earlier, like the Namco gun, right? The, uh, I forget gun what it's called. Yeah, the gun con. Yeah. Um, it was a good gun. It was a solid light gun. You know, it, it felt good. It shot well. It was a quality product. But there were only four games for it, you know? They, nobody ends up releasing games for these things. So it's like you buy them. Well, yeah, and, and which is, be, you know, and the reason being is because the fucking light gun on rail shooter is more or less. I mean, it's it's a great arcade genre, but as far as the home market goes, it's fucking dead. It is dead. No one wants yeah. to touch it anymore. These but games for some take reason, twenty not, minutes to play through. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and then you're and, done. That's it. And yeah, but for some reason, you know, uh, we developers are all up on arms about it. They're like, yeah, fucking do it. Yeah, because now we can do it really easily, and they have a. It's practically they got the gun built in, motherfucker. You know, so that's it's, right. Yeah, it's, a, it's an easy cash-in genre for them. It is. Know? Especially Namco, who already has all of these light gun games. They can just port them, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's simple. But mm. um, I'd like to see more light gun games. I liked, like, uh, like the NES had... It had light gun games that had style. Like, for instance, Bayou Billy, which was a shitty game, had, you know, light gun sections. You know, and I realize that's only possible if the light gun's a pack-in, like it was with the NES. But it had... You know, like, it had a driving section, it had a beat-em-up section, it had a light gun section. I think that's how they should do things. Or they should have an option where you're walking around, you know, using your control pad to walk around, and then you hit a button and you go into light gun mode to shoot at things. I think, if I have this right, didn't they do something like that with, a, what was it, Die Hard Trilogy on the PlayStation? Like, they had a driving they did. mode? Yeah, yeah. Yes, but, uh, but, the light, but the gun wasn't packed in, and you ended up having to buy some other game that it was packed into... And and it was a whole thing because there was never any Die Hard trilogy with a gun, so you could also connect a steering wheel to it, but it's the same deal where you have to buy something completely different, and you end up spending one hundred and fifty dollars on one game. Pretty much, yeah. Which, unless it's you know Rock Band, it's not worth it. <laughs> rock Band. <laughs> but if it's is Rock Band, it'd be worth the greatest twice thing that. ever. Yeah, I you know honestly, I think it's gonna be around two fifty, and uh, I will pay that much. I will. I will buy it, dude. It's online, man. You can you can create a band from people all over the country, man. Me and Lee have already been talking about it. She's like, I want to sing, I want to sing, and I'm like, bitch, you're not singing, I'm singing. And then I threw a bottle of whiskey at her across the internet. It was great. I unless there's an option to be, you know, because I'm I'm I have the dexterity of a of of Ron after 35 beers and and uh, yeah. So unless there's an option to be like, I want to I want an option. I want Rock Band too, where you can be like that that fat guy from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones that would just dance <laughs> alongside the band while they played. I love that guy. I could do that really well. Like and not even dance, just kind of shuffle about very very poorly. Like they need that. That's, Rock um, Band too, motherfucker. That's the other thing. The, the other thing I found really cool is that when you're playing co-op or you're playing over the internet, you know, you're playing with other people. You can each set up your own individual difficulty, right? So, which makes it excellent for a party game because, you know, whoever owns it is going to be better than, you know, his girlfriend, for instance, who just hangs out at his house sometimes. 
And, uh, you know, she can put right. it on easy, you can put it on expert, and, you know, the song, the notes that you aren't hitting, obviously, the computer plays it for you. And, like, if it's just the two of you, the computer will pick up the uh, positions that aren't being played, which is great. So... Well, I would, I would fucking hope so. It's not, you know, like playing a, you know, like if you were, you know, some song like, imagine like, you know, Radiohead's Paranoid Android with just drums. I mean, that would sound like shit. You know, that's of course true. it was going to be. That's right. But, uh. Yeah. Actually, no, that sounds <laughs> that's awesome. That's actually a great idea. That sounds awesome. Jack Let's White, make it happen. Yeah. Um, Jack White actually listens <laughs> to the Podtoid. He emailed me the other day. I'm lying. He doesn't. He's our best. God, I hate Jack White. Don't. If, uh. We need to maintain our lives. <laughs> You know, at least longer than three or four know. seconds. I, I Jesus, have no ability to stay on topic. Um, okay, so yeah, those are those are our big three topics. Um, Pod two questions. Let's go to those. And by the way, this week we're doing the twenty-five dollar Podtoid question contest. Aaron, I don't even know if you've looked at these yet, but I haven't. So uh, as we're going along, we'll just kind of <laughs> read ones, and whichever one strikes out to, strikes out at us as the best one, we'll say. Bam, that one wins $25. But we should probably do that at the end, otherwise we're going to find right. Right, one right after that that looks better. So, uh, It's it's possible. I'm, You know, it occurs to me suddenly that maybe a little more preparation would have been a good idea. That's right. But I you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to be this fun. week, dude. I, I, I haven't even been home all day. And, okay, we've got this thing on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Me and Nick are playing uh, World in Conflict with the World in Conflict developers. And uh, I have yet to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be so bad, and Nick's like Nick's like yeah I never play strategy games, and I'm like dude we're so fucked oh god oh no dude if it makes you feel any better like I when I went to go uh, when I went to Petroglyph in Las Vegas to play yeah. um, uh, Universal War, it was it was that much worse because the developers were getting uh, smeared by the um, uh, by the guys they had it wasn't just journalists I mean they had like it was me and then uh, basically nice, a bunch nice. of community people. Um, like, you know, people from, you know, who run like, you know, first, or excuse me, uh, real time yeah, strategy, you know, fan sites. their lives to these. And yeah. oh my God, these, and these kids were out of their goddamn minds, dude. <laughs> they were crazy good. And I'm like sitting there like the last fucking real time strategy game that I played seriously yeah. was Starcraft. And since then there's been like all kinds of, apparently, you know, many, uh, innovations in the genre that actually, you know, that, that are sort of more or less adopted by most of the oh, big, yeah. big players nowadays. So it's like, I have no idea how any of this shit works. And I'm just like. Oh well, I can research this, and by this time they've already gotten like every fucking unit, and they're already in my base. Totally. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, they go through all the tech trees in like five minutes, and you're like, fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah, and this was and this was the first time that any of those fucking kids had played this game, you know. And and granted, I I, I had the sim, you know, they have the same handicap than I did. But it's not like we all progressed at the same speed where we sort of True. slowly acclimated ourselves. Yeah. It was just they, like, they've read bam, so much I was about it already the button, that they're so. just they're just like osmosisine skill at the game through the internet. Yeah, I felt like the dude who showed up for literature class and didn't read the fucking book. Like, they were asking all these really cool questions about, like, oh, what'd you guys do with this? And I'm like, I don't that, even know what the that fuck that is. What the hell is he me. talking I about? I never you know? read the book. <laughs> Ever. And that's why I dropped out of college. Because <laughs> it was funner than not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, we didn't demonstrate. God. Like, that, yeah. was, that was great. That was a very meta sentence that you just spoke right there. I, I'm big on meta. And yeah. oh, also, I just checked the UPS tracking site. Um, I'm getting my Xbox 360 back tomorrow after two Yay! fucking months. So you can finally Yay. play Bioshock. I know, I know. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm going to lock myself in my room and play Bioshock. And Have uh, you been spoiled on it yet or anything? Well, I played it. I had to read a review on it. For oh, wait, no, that's right. You did play it. Oh, okay. 
and I jacked to one of my friend's consoles and played it. Oh, okay, um, but I didn't play nearly as much of it as I wanted to. And, uh, yeah. So. Well, there you go. I'm going to play it tomorrow. Yay! Um, <laughs> okay, so. Questions. Read your questions. Um, Mongrel actually asks, uh, let's, let's talk some NHL 08 and Skate as they are on this week's releases. Um, and then he says, give the Canadian hockey lovers some sex, which I'm sure is like his way of saying something, but I don't know what, and I'm not giving them sex, and that's gross. Maybe he wants um, us to sing Al Green for him or something like that. <laughs> and we're not doing that either, so... <laughs> Uh, We're saving that for next week's show. When you're yeah, gone, I, you asshole. I, I'll say, honestly, I have not played a hockey game since Blades of Steel because uh, they all like dropped that whole fighting as a way to win games no, concept. No. Oh, you need to get back into it, dude. They're, that's back? Really? Well, yeah. Like, um, I'm kind of the same way. Where I'm, I'm very much a lapsed uh, sports player, and I'll tell you why. It's because... I uh, I like to consider most of the games that I buy some form of investment, be it either, you know, like the ability to trade it back in or the fact that it's going to be a pretty good game and probably the best, you know, best in its genre for, you know, it's like Bioshock. It's like, you know, yeah. it's going to be a great game for a while. But yeah, every Bioshock, fucking... Bioshock's amazing. We shouldn't even call yeah. it a game. We should call it an experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I hate <laughs> you. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, but, but you know, with sports titles, it's kind of like, oh, fuck, you know, in a year, there's going to be one that's that's just as good, if not, you know, very much better. Right. And it's going to suck, and I'm going to have this game, and we're going to play again. I'm going to go trade it in, and I'm going to get a quarter for it or whatever. Um, but uh, but the good thing about sports games is that the, the, the used price at, like, GameStop drops precipitously, you know, like about a month or two before, um, uh, you know, the newest version is out. So a couple months back, I went and got NHL 07. Yeah. And that's all I fucking do in that game is just beat the holy living hell out of everyone. I was nice. You know, I just I, I'm I'm down to like my just like my goalie and some fucking guy that we pulled out of the, out of the stands. You know, just some fan running around in his socks. You know, uh, <laughs> he doesn't just, even keep his shoes on. He's running yeah, around in his socks. He's like, yeah, no, no, he's tearing loose, dude. He's a you know, <laughs> you know he's a go getter. He was so excited. He just he had flip flops on. They just flew right off of him when he jumped. That's into the how ring. the Canadians um, are about hockey, man. They're nuts. That's that's yeah. right. But it's actually, but it's cool because you know it's been so long since I've I've avidly played a sports title, and like you know I haven't even played Madden in, since I was like 16. So, um, but they've come a long way, and and actually hockey, I think um, of the games that I played this year, and I played uh, played NCAA, and I did play Madden, and um, I I finally got around to playing a lot of NHL. It's like wow, they you know they've actually have come a long way, much to my surprise. I'm not a big sports guy, but. But yeah, uh, to, to kind of answer your not so much a question, uh, Mongrel, yes, NHL 08. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to beat the shit out of some bitches and play some hockey, and it's going to be great because hockey's an awesome there, sport. There, there was a long time, though. Um, I think it might have actually been in, re- in reaction to Blades of Steel where, uh, where, where the NHL wouldn't let games with their license on it have fighting in it because it was, you know, tarnishing the image of professional hockey. And, uh, you know, people go to those games to watch fights. It's not like they don't fucking fight yeah. all the time in hockey. That's, like that's it's their I big mean, thing. It's yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it's 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 a stereotype and kind of a joke for a fucking reason because it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, like with NASCAR. You know, people go to those races to see the uh, the zombified corpse of Dale Earnhardt rise from the grave and and attack a car and tear the roof off it and eat the brains of the driver. See, I, I go to see the lowest common denominator of American uh, American humanity and just like and watch people sip, you know, beer out of cups that are attached to their heads. That's right. 
and and wear t-shirts that say something like you know I'm I'm dead sexy and it's it's like a size six XL or and something. And those people are dumber than Zombie Dale Earnhardt. Dude, everyone's dumber than Zombie Dale. Zombie Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt, Earnhardt is a PhD in uh <laughs> in and he's got to play a hating degree actually. He received the Nobel Prize for Chemistry two years after he That's died. Right. That's how fucking good he, he is. He's he's a legend in most fields, <laughs> really. Um. So right, hockey. Thank God, hockey, NASCAR yeah. fans don't listen to this, dude. We're gonna get we're gonna get email from uh, from Game Boy. Dude, He's gonna be pissed. NASCAR fans don't know how to work computers. No, because okay. they're busy having <laughs> sex with their relatives. Hey, better than that, I don't think NASCAR fans have electricity. You know, so it's okay. Because they, they live uh... in caves in the Appalachian Mountains. See, right. see, you know what's funny about stereotypes? Everything, <laughs> absolutely everything. <laughs> Dad, how do those cars run? Magic, son. This, uh, this Magic. is a great episode. Um, <laughs> next, next up, we're just gonna keep going until we insult every possible demographic that may even yeah, remotely like listen the to blacks? us or be related to I someone mean, who. Fuck right! What the hell are they thinking? <laughs> I'm not going any further with that. Thank God Lee's not here. Right. Um, Good idea. Anyway, skate, 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 um, skate. We had a um a couple uh, we had Lee and or, excuse me not Lee <laughs> one girl is the same as any other we had Tiff and uh, Husky uh over at EA's offices to play skate and uh they came back with a pretty optimistic uh, uh perspective on it and by optimistic you it's mean pretty... Husky has a boner for the thing he's like actually yeah a yeah skater, to say the least so he loves it yeah he just he just kind of hosed down EA's offices in just this big flood of jizz and and you know it was one big love fest down there but you know but husky being uh he's a pretty hardcore you know skateboarding game player so i mean i, I trust his opinion over anybody else's and i guess it's going to be good but quite honestly i know fuck nothing about that game because i'm not really keeping up on it because i'm not really a skateboarder um uh, you know uh, most skateboards have a weight limit that i exceed so that's uh you know that's about the long and short it's of it. It's posted on the front of them. It says you must pretty you much must yeah. this little says, to ride this ride. Yeah, it says no Lindy <laughs> on it, pretty much. Yeah. That uh, that's a great like name for a skateboard company. <laughs> no Lindy. Yeah. Oh, that's we, we will start that sta- skateboard. Totally. Company. We need to branch out more. I mean, Nexus is not carrying the ball properly. We need, dude. I bet those, those guys listen bastards. to this and they're gonna be pissed. <laughs> Oh well. I think they're always pissed. They are. They're upset because they are. I'm not gonna go into it. They're nice guys. They're good guys. They just they're don't have guys. the exposure that they should. And um, yeah. And Rob Suma is still on their site, sort of, which is confusing. And <laughs> but uh, which is funny as yeah. hell because I, you know. I I actually used to skateboard. I used to skateboard. I used to skateboard and ski and snowboard up until I broke all the bones in my left leg playing football, um, in high school. And uh, so I'm kind of excited about Skate because it looks like it is going back to, like, okay, Tony Hawk, right? Tony Hawk 1 and 2 were awesome. They were amazing, blah, blah, blah. But after that, they got really cartoony, and then they started going the MTV route and playing in Bam Margera and the Jackass guys. And I was like, dude, you guys were cool when you were doing the CKY videos, but fuck, you got lame. <laughs> And, uh, well, and then after a certain point, didn't they start doing, like, it wasn't so much about just, you know, going for high trick counts or high scores and that kind of thing. It was like, go talk to this. It was like skate RPG. Yeah. It was like Skate or Die 2, which was the dumbest fucking game yeah, ever. And, it really was. And, but, like, back then, all games were kind of dumb, so it was, like, expected, you know? But Yeah, but nowadays, there's no excuse yeah, for it. But like uh, skate, even though dumb games happen all the skate time. Skate seems to be realistic, you know? They seem to be, like, reining it in and, like, you know, it looks good. 
first and foremost, which is great. Um, but they they're making it like, you know, you can't, you won't be able to be Spider-Man, <laughs> which is exactly which is right. important. Even though when I first found out about Spider-Man being a hidden character and the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater, that was like the coolest thing ever. That was awesome. <laughs> it's like the Second Coming of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. But yeah, from what I hear, they do a lot of they they didn't they do like an unprecedented amount yeah. of motion capture. Yeah, they uh, for that game. they like they, they put like, a lot it, of cash into it, and they're like they're like, dude, we're taking the crown yeah, from Tony. Yeah, like the, the the budget wasn't real. Yeah. So so good. Uh, competition is great. Yeah. Yay. Excellent. Uh, next question. Let's say. Oh, Wheelie Dude actually asked a pretty good question. Um, this might actually be a contender for those twenty five dollars. Uh, he asks, which developer or publisher from the last 10 years or so has shown the most improvement or regression, in your opinion? One of those, oh. not improvement and regression, so you don't get to pick two, only one. Aaron, go. But, uh, <laughs> you motherfucker. Um, God damn it. Okay. See, this sucks because I can't really, you know, I feel very much on the spot, but on top of that, there are there are so many that have changed right. so much. I mean, there are some developers that have really fallen from grace, like, uh, you know, Sega, for example. Um, uh, but... I will say this. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of Activision. Not saying that. I, you know, for the most part, they tend to cater to an audience that I'm really not a part of. I'm not saying that I disagree with their games or disagree with their audience. It's just, it's not. I don't sit around thinking, man, what's Activision going to do next? But as far from a, from a business perspective, Activision has really pulled themselves out of the toilet. I mean, there was a time when Activision was known for, you know, they were kind of like, also, you know, kind of like McLean or, or, you know, any of those, you know, really horrible throwaway, you know, is they, they made some good games for the most part. They were just really kind of shit. Um, but now they're the biggest, you know, third party publisher in the world. And that's pretty fucking nuts. I don't think we ever, any of us ever thought we'd see the day where Activision would finally beat out where, where anyone would finally beat out. EA, True. least of all Activision. I always thought it was going to be Ubisoft. Um, yeah. You know, well, they, they've mm. been doing a great job. I, and I, I have a lot more respect for them than I do EA or any other. I mean, because they, their, their in-house development. I mean, they publish really good games, and their in-house development is absolutely fucking amazing. Um, so, but, but they haven't really changed all that much because they've pretty much always been pretty sweet. I mean, they, they've, you know, they've had some kind of huh moments, you know, here and there. But for the most part, they've been doing good work since their inception. But Acclaim has gone from like this pile of shit to this pile of money, and I don't seem to know why. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. I will say uh, Ion Storm, specifically Ion Storm Austin, <laughs> because within the last decade they've made games like Deus Ex and uh, the Thief series, and uh, and now they don't exist. So, so there's that. They, uh, yeah, hey, you can't really fall apart more than no longer existing. All right. Good. Pretty much. Glad we got that out of the way. Excellent. Good question, Wheelie Dude. Way to go, dude. Rock and roll. Um, casual weaponry. Uh, well, first, he asks a quick throwaway question. Um, well, not first. Second, he asks a quick throwaway question. Are there any plans for Destructoid present at the Digital Life Convention in New York City? Um, yeah, I think there are. I, I believe so. Probably. I mean, we've got we've got. I mean, Nick's in that area, yeah. and so is Brad. So, I mean, I'm assuming one of us. Yeah, is gonna I'm be pretty that. sure Lee's going to. I that, would hope so anyway. Actually, I think she. Oh, that's right, because Lee's actually yeah, in fucking New she York. She lives in you know, right. Brooklyn and all that. Um, but uh, at least for the moment, until we pull her to the West Coast, that's coming. That's definitely coming. Fully. <laughs> um, 
You shame, I, son of a bitch. I, it's not me. It's the it's the industry that's gonna pull her. It's uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Um, okay, uh-huh. so he. But the the big thing that he talks about, um, and it's, it's not even a question. There's no question mark. There's no question mark anywhere in any of the questions that he. Oh well, no wait. There's one. Never mind. <laughs> okay, he says, uh, talk about the Halo reality distortion field. Uh, Sterling kind of touched on it in one of his blog entries. Um, I like Halo. I'm going to get it. Wait outside on launch day to get it and play it all night with a four-player co-op. But, at best, Halo is an average shooter with tremendous hype behind it. You think the Bioshock and the upcoming Orange Box... Can we just fucking call it Half-Life 2 Episode 2 and stuff? Come on, stop calling it Orange Box. It makes it sound like a totally different game. Uh, Would have blunted Halo's momentum a little bit, but apparently not. Aaron, uh, you have strong feelings on this. I would like to give you the podium first. Well, it's it's funny because actually um, I'm going to uh, tomorrow, and you know we're recording on Monday, so tomorrow is Tuesday, and tomorrow in um, Kirkland or Bellevue, the big oh, okay. You know what? Every all of our fucking listeners think that Seattle and its surrounding you know smaller suburbs are just one big like the whole western side of Washington is just Seattle. So I'm just gonna say Seattle going to seattle tomorrow to uh to play halo 3 with uh ron workman's actually in town so we're gonna go to bungie studio and get you know sit down and play it it's funny because when he is that where bungie um, is Bellevue? when he uh, uh yeah in that general area i think actually yeah they they have their op- offices you know physically separate from microsoft uh right. on the whole so yeah it's somewhere down there okay. i think it is bellevue um but yeah it's uh so you know uh, when it, when they were when they called ron ron was on the phone and husky was right next to him and uh and they said hey do you want to come to this thing and he's like yeah sure and he's like well i got you know you know aaron lindy apparently you know lives up in you know near there and that and then husky just says what fucking aaron hates halo and i was like nice. oh, well okay that's that's a little that's a little mean i i don't i don't hate halo i really don't i've i i've given them fair shakes every time they someone throws it in my face says, oh my god halo and I will say this: I'm really looking forward to the the like you know like Casual Weaponry said the four player co op is going to be fun. But um, I I will agree that the amount of hype I think is is a little I mean it's going to be a very quality game. Like I, I think I've said this over and over since I've been at Destructoid, but it's it's a great game for for what it is. It's it's very good at doing what it does, which is be a, you know which is just be a straightforward kill shit, move on, hop into a car and kill more shit, and then move on console first person shooter I, I normally i would just run with that and just say you know it's fine whatever but bioshock really did kind of change the nature of what's possible with console first even without shooters, and i don't think Halo is... exactly yeah right and i i know it's going to be the biggest multiplayer game for a long 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 time and that's swell but but it's like bungie doesn't have after bioshock i feel like bungie doesn't have the excuse um it's it's a good thing isn't halo supposed to be halo 3 supposed to be the last in a series Yeah, neither do I. But uh, let's say it is. I mean, uh, yeah. Although if, financially, yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. Exactly. <laughs> They're gonna start making Halo Wars, Halo, cooking, Halo Wars um, Three. If they, Halo, if Halo they actually Racer, decide to you know, move on from Halo Three and and create new stuff, they're really gonna have yeah. to up the ante because things have really changed. And, and if they, and if Valve pulls off um, all of the games included within the Orange Box on consoles as well as they did when I played them at E3, I'm going to be very very impressed. And and it's it's gonna bring. Console gamers are going to finally get a chance to play first-person shooters the way they're fucking meant to be. So, that's good. So, in that sense, yeah, Halo needs to dial it back a bit. I agree. I um... Fair enough. I want to say, um, I don't hate Halo. I, uh, 
I actually played Halo 1 sort of pseudo-professionally, in so much as I like played for money and won money in uh, professionally sanctioned events. But this was like years and years ago. Um, so, you know, I'm familiar with the whole thing. Um, and I don't hate it. But at the same time, it does not hold a candle to PC first-person shooters. You know, using a controller sucks. You know, using a keyboard and a mouse is light years beyond anything, and anyone who tells you a controller is better has never used a keyboard and a mouse. And, uh, honestly, you know, it's like, okay. And I don't want to put down, you know, female professional gamers or female gamers in any way, but uh, you'll notice that the audience for Halo, for Halo 2, for Halo 3, uh, specifically the professional audience, the people who play it professionally, or, you know, are quote-unquote pro I, gamers. I guess. I don't really pay attention. Are there? Uh, there's a lot more girls. I'm actually surprised right? to hear that. Uh, and I not... I, I don't... Well, know. there are. There are. They're very... <laughs> this is based on bullshit you're pulling out of your this ass. This is just based on people I know. Anecdotally, there are more girls. You're not dying right based... now. <laughs> right. Based on people I know personally... Yeah, um, people I know personally, there's a lot more girls who play Halo because <laughs> I was they... I was wondering. You know what? It's this safe is going to say, though, really okay, sexist, it's, I, I, I see where you're going with this, though. This okay, whole topic. sex aside and who plays it and um, who doesn't, Halo is a decidedly simpler experience than a lot of first-person shooters who play on a, on a, on a PC. Well, and, and that... Well, exactly, but I think that, in turn, is. Is, is one of its Cripplingly appeals. Simple, I mean, like, I think that's one of, its, that one of the ways it, it appeals to me is that, you know, if I ever just want to sit down and play a fucking, you know, it's it's a great couch game. It's like it's like Bomberman Live. It's a great game to sit down and play with your buddies. But if you're talking, but when it's words that get, it's when it's when phrases and words like revolutionary and best game ever made get tossed around, then I'm just like, uh, no, here's like 10 years of fucking, you know, development history where, you know, games have been moving in this direction and Halo is doing this and it's really nothing new. It's great, but it's nothing new. That's that's when I get a little antsy about it. True. Yeah, yeah. Just to throw this out there, it doesn't hold a candle to the original Half-Life, which was released in 1998, a full, you know, three years before the first Halo was. It, uh, it hasn't, it hasn't created anything new that the original Half-Life didn't do and didn't actually do better. Yeah, I think this so, is the best thing about just having graphics, the two of us on here is that we can just say shit and, and not that. be, you know, argued against. I can say things like, uh, you know what? The best fucking uh, platformer was uh, Total True. Recall on the NES. Yeah. And none of you fucks can say anything about that. You know? I <laughs> you're supposed to agree with me, you asshole. We're, I, we're on a post can. That's wrong. We're, that's we're the incumbent wrong. and there's no fucking other dude. The, uh, I, I dropped out of college, too. I, I didn't, but I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> you didn't. You have no excuse. Your, your college is crying. <laughs> Because uh, it can. It has eyes. Uh, okay, new question. Professor Pugh. It was like um, a week ago. And it's, by the it's, way, when did we get numbers on No, no, it's, it's so people why can do things like, uh, like people, you know, um, can David Hooten, not count? Uh, the other or, or Houghton. Or Houghton. I, I say Houghton just because I'm dumb. Houghton? I thought it was He's Houghton. British. It's probably like David Houghton or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce uh, it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, he, he, held, he had some kind of contest for something that I wasn't really paying True. attention because I'm a bastard. And it was like, you know... It was it was the comment numbers in like uh, in, in iterations of of Leet, you know. Oh. So it was like comment one, comment one, three, you know, all that shit. So it's for shit like that, I guess. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it. 
That's silly. Okay. Because I keep looking at these and thinking they're like the pe person's rankings, and I'm like, no, I'm number four. What the fuck's wrong with you? Um, anyway, Professor Pugh asks, what effect will Layer's failure, and, uh, and by failure we mean critical failure, not necessarily commercial failure, because it seems to be selling pretty well, which can also sort of be attributed to the PlayStation 3 not really having much to play on it. Um, but he asks, what effect will Layer's failure mean for the future of six-axis game development? Do you think that devs of games that are not that far in development will see a layer as a warning for implementing six-axis control and therefore shy away from it, or will they try to top layer and create good-slash-perfect uh, six-axis implementation? Yeah, please do. I'll go first, since Aaron seems to be stumped. Um, I'm going to say that devs will keep trying to use six-axis because they love gimmicks, right? It's like when, when the DS first came out, everybody wanted to use the touchscreen thing, no matter how stupid their implementation of it was, because they like being able to set themselves apart. But I think that in the future, the big thing that development teams have learned from Layer's failure is that you give mm -hmm. people the choice of whether or not they want to use 6-axis. If, if Layer allowed people to just use the analog stick instead of 6-axis, like if it had an option... I fucking hate saying 6-axis. Like if, if it right. had an option to, uh, you know... Well, and as I understand it, that was, that was originally the game part of the hell scheme of a lot that better. Sony uh, required them to remove it, right? It wasn't that the case or, or something like that. Sony pretty much wanted to... Yeah, Sony wanted to pimp out 6-axis or something and, um, and, and wanted to make sure... That, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like something Sony would do, so it's probably true. That but it, uh, right, uh, yeah. Professor Pugh actually uh, at at the end of his um, yeah. at the end of his comment or question whatever the fuck it is, uh, he says uh, I like this. While I can see a new EA first person shooter for the Wii having Metroid Prime three controls, I don't think that we'll see a new Rogue Squadron with layer controls after layer. And I think that's absolutely true. Uh, you know, I think that I think that um, you know it's layer is going to be the benchmark yeah. for it's going to be kind of like a lot of the first you know the very first Wii games that we got where it's like well here's something that you can do it doesn't mean that you should do it. Um, but uh, Metroid Prime 3, I mean, is definitely proof that, you know, it's, I think, I think Lair is kind of like the, um, uh, the, the red steel of the six axis where it's like, well, here's something that might work really cool. You know, it might, might be great, but you know, the execution wasn't there and it just sucked. But then, you know, a game like Metroid Prime 3 comes about comes around and, and, and is, is the source of kind of a paradigm shift as to what is possible on the system. I mean, now it's like, I remember when Red Steel just got slammed with reviews, and I finally got my hands on. It. I was like, "Whoa, this is a pile of dog shit." I just realized, fuck, the one thing I really wanted out of the Wii more than anything else is not going to work. You know, it's not just—it's just not going to happen that way. But actually, finally getting my hands on Metro Prime Three and spending you know a good 15 hours on it, I realized that now it's like it, that's definitely my system for first-person shooters. I love it. I, if that's if I'm going to play a first-person shooter on a console, I hope it's on a Wii because it's it's really fun to play it that way. Um, I think there's still hope for it. I just don't think Lair. I, Lair might cause a little bit of a, you know, kind of back away from it for a little while, but I don't think it's going to last that long. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, um, yeah, good. Um, excellent. That was good. Okay, next question. Um, and this one is apparently directed at me, so I'm going to answer it very quickly so we can move on. Um, and Golden Donut... You cannot enter the $25 blah 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 by only asking me questions, although you stroke my ego and I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, he asks, while you, you being me, hence my name in, in uh, brackets, 
have voiced your disdain towards the phenomenon of internet memes in the past, you've never gone into detail about why it is they induce such feelings of disgust. So would you please elaborate upon why it is that you view them to be quote-unquote bad, and which meme over the years has held the uncoveted place of you suck the most, goddammit, in your eyes, and any single one which you may have possibly liked or enjoyed even a little. Um, okay, so, memes. Here's the problem with memes. I personally like to think of myself as a very funny person, right? I make jokes sort of pseudo for a living. People pay me money really? to be funny. I'm, which, I'm kind know, of surprised to hear sort that. sort of an expert on these Our, kinds of things. And, uh, doesn't it? <laughs> Fuck off. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the crown prince of humor. <laughs> I just I threw am, off your phone motor, didn't I? I'm sorry. Never mind. Damn it! You are <laughs> totally, right, you're like you a modern day funny guy um, man you thing. totally did okay yeah. so you, I'm, I'm here to restore your confidence so sally forth thank you sir. that was very good um <laughs> good um and don't call me sally wait a minute uh, wait a minute no no I, i'm sorry to interrupt see, you Dan, but i like, like how you're yeah, going yeah, on about yeah, how funny and great you are yeah, and that's the fucking joke Airplane you make was a great movie what i don't give a shit yeah, I know. It's from Airplane. Airplane references are gold. Airplane okay. was an awesome movie. Um, and if not, that was irony. So don't worry right. about Please it. Continue. Um, Please continue. That's always my backup. And if anything I do isn't funny, I was being ironic. See you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. So the problem with memes is that they aren't funny. You know, they they there's no there's no wit to them. You know, they're just repeated over and over well, again until they become. I don't even know what they become. There's, there's just no, there's no craft to them. There's no, there's no, there's no effort put into them. You know, it's just idiotic kids repeating the same words over and over again to each other, like some kind of secret fucking handshake, so that they can feel like they're a part of something. Whereas in the rest of their lives, in the real world, they are uh, not a part of anything, and they feel left out. They feel lonely, and um, I think that's sad. You losers. So, so there you go. Um, as far as as far as ones that have sucked and that I've liked, uh, I don't know why, but I really like that fuck yeah Sea King one, and I think it has to do with my affection for Pokemon and um, putting swears before Pokemon's names. I think is kind of adorable. I don't, I and I don't hear it a lot, which is great. Um, as far as as far as the one that has sucked the most, um. Okay, yeah, right. When I'm doing the weekly fucking game of the week thing, everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm going to put a game title that is actually a description of something I'm doing in the real world and put italics on it so it looks like a game title. That's fucking retarded. <laughs> God damn it. So I really wish people would stop doing that. Uh, that's that's probably not the worst one, but if you're going to make me come up with one on the spot, that's one that affects you me a little bit about basis, it like a couple months so back, and I'm like, oh, okay, it. fine, you know, I'm so there. It was... And nobody stopped. You don't even do it, dude. You're, you're fine about hey, it. I, hey, uh, I'm the one who started that shit, goddammit. I, I was the originator of the funny, which was then warped into the unfunny. And I, I see, and unlike and, and, most, I'm willing to fun. walk away from my creation. It's cool. You know, very, I, I'm, I'm very uh, uh, gracious that Good. way. I can just take a step back and be like, okay, I'm done with this. Excellent. Yeah. But some people do it every week. And it's like, dude... You're beating it to death. I'm playing italicizing things that I do dust. in real life. I don't even know how you kick something. See, that dust. that right there, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh... yeah. Anyway, moving on. Real questions. Um, 
Mixus, Mixus Pitlick asks. It's probably been asked before, and actually I don't think it has, so... Way to go. How we, how uh, but what was no the one, one title that made you fall in love with That game? seems like a fairly... Yeah, it is. Well, you go first. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. Um, Castlevania 2. I would say that that was probably... I think that that's the game that I remember most distinctly as me being like, God damn it, this is so great, I'd never want to do anything but this over and over again. And even though I've come to realize Castlevania 2 wasn't like the best Castlevania, it was like amazing to my seven-year-old brain how great it was. And I was like, oh God, I want this inside of me, which is creepy when I was seven, but you know, I, I was a weird I, kid. Then. You know what? So, I, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I Aaron, was, Aaron, I think Aaron, I, I entered you? into the uh, the whole gaming uh, pastime thing at, a, at an optimal age. I played like Super Mario Brothers when I was like five for the first time, and I have very, very, very fractured memories of it. Like I can only barely remember it, but I... I've kind of been obsessed and stuck on it since then. So as cliche as it may sound, that was the game that got me into, I mean, fuck, the, the next 20 years of my life have been based on that game. That was my the first game I ever played. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I can't, I could probably pick out several experiences after that that I sort of just said, holy fuck, this is the second coming of Christ, which when you say that when you're seven is really funny. Um you know, like, uh, you know, I guess, uh, oh, God. No, no, I was older. But, like, Zelda 3 when I was, like, 10 or so, you know, games like that, you know, are great. But, you know, the one that got me into loving gaming was the first game that I ever played, and that was Mario Brothers. So, yeah. yeah well, hey, dude, it's it's fucking true. Like, I don't know. That's that's the thing. That's why I hesitate. Because I, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I wish I could pull some bullshit out of my ass, like, Castlevania 2. <laughs> but you can... Dude, dude, you could be like uh, Super Monkey Ball last year when I played it for the first time, and then you could just be like what? everything I played before that. I was just doing but it as a chore. That's a lie, and everyone knows friends. it. I don't know. Like, that'd be funny. Okay, wait, wait. Now, how about this? How about this? No I'll, 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 I'll do the, uh, the, the yeah, pitchfork media um, uh, response. Monkey Ball's which is great. Just be like, dude, um, uh, electroplankton. It's like that. That's it's when games. It's when games move beyond their constraints yeah. as a medium and explore. Yeah, electroplankton. Yes, that was it, you know. And then I, yeah, and I'll call it the greatest experience of yeah, my life. Yeah, it give explored it like the undersea plankton. world of plankton. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I love them. They're fun to so watch. Pretentious. God, I hate hipsters too. Fuck. I um, yeah. Next question. Heretic asks. And this is, this is people are actually serious. fucking. See, I like trying, that how yeah. ever since we started the contest and offered people money, they've been coming up with good questions. Yeah, it's like, like ask them out, ask them out. Hey, you want twenty five bucks? So tell me about you what your favorite suck. game is. Um, exactly. Yeah, people are so so capitalistic. Where's where's the social <laughs> conscience, people? Heretic asks. I have a question. Thanks, Heretic. We knew that. With the growing popularity of handhelds, especially in Japan, do you feel that handhelds may eventually become much more popular than console gaming, or maybe developers will begin releasing no. more major blockbuster titles? On no, handhelds? I don't think so. Next question. No. Um. Uh. Well, uh, no. I, I think there's. Uh, okay. Why? You know, part of the gaming experience is, especially nowadays, where everyone who apparently is much richer than I am, and you know, is like, dude, HD TV, component cables, fucking surround sound. I got a speaker in in my pants. It 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 jiggles my balls when the bass plays. It's awesome. 
you know, like it, it the the HD experience in the and the like the home theater experience is so is so crucial to you know and the, the big screen and like I don't care how good a PSP or a DS gets you know two or three generations down the line from now even if they become as good as home consoles I mean there's I, I like playing games on my TV and you know I think that um, yeah they might they're gonna sell a shitload I mean whatever the DS is fucking gold and it's selling like mad and and it's got a lot of fans but. But as far as developers releasing, uh, releasing um, the the big, you know, I, I don't think it's gonna. No, I don't think it's gonna ever eclipse console gaming. Nor do I think that that developers are gonna save their best efforts for portables unless they happen to be a, a developer that you know tends to develop specifically for portables. All right, I am going to sort of agree with you. I. Uh... Well, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, handhelds already are more popular than console gaming, at least financially. Um, the only reason you don't see them getting as much coverage right. as console gaming right. is because they aren't as shiny looking. You know, they don't have the graphics powers of, say, an Xbox 360, um, which is also a reason why whether or not a title is a blockbuster title is decided by the media and, to a much lesser extent, the fans. The, uh, the halos of the world are blockbuster titles because they look better than, say, Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. Honestly, Castlevania Portrait of Ruin was a more fun game than Halo 2, but, uh, you know, it you don't have a giant TV to play Castlevania on, and it doesn't look as good as Halo 2, and, uh, yeah, you know, the media doesn't get all excited about shit that uh, comes in a... Right. 300 pixel by 200 pixel box because you if, just if can't Heretic show is off pretty pictures whether or not handhelds are going to become it, like you so, said it's already a, a greater commercial success obviously i mean and that i don't think is 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 in question at all but i mean as far as popularity is concerned and, and that and the heavy hitters of um of the the modern industry i, I don't think so yeah fuck you destruct oh fuck wait you no. ign or egm i igm yeah, fuck Destructoid too. We need more handheld coverage, you know. We do. We need more PC coverage. We need more handheld coverage, and uh, you know, it's just it's hard to cover handhelds because, you know, logistically it's difficult. You can't get good yeah. pictures of these things. <laughs> so there, it all it all comes down to the fact that we need 550 by 300 pixel pictures, and the DS does yeah. not come in those resolutions. So, God damn so it! There. That's right. It's all logistics. Um, Necros asks, uh, <laughs> no, no, this is a stupid question. I'm moving on. Well, it wasn't stupid. It's just, um, I don't, it wasn't, I don't the, the was it the second life one? I don't think it's useful. Um, hmm. no, no, no. It's the thing about, um, the oh, jam yeah. sessions amp and I'm like, what the hell? Anyway. Um, okay. Suit coat Avenger which I wrote as, which I read as Suitcase Avenger, which sounded really cool, but I don't even know what a suit coat is. Oh, no, wait, I do know what a suit coat is. Um, okay. Given the consistent level of PR clusterfuck that Sony has attached itself to since the launch of the PS3, what is it going to take for them to seriously address their way of approaching not only marketing, but their audience as well? What else can they do? This is from Zelen. People have a general disdain for all things Sony. The company has practically become the gaming community's hate pinata, which is a great term, 
and with the exception of Metal Gear Solid 4, there aren't any prospects on the horizon that would make most people purchase their console. This continuing method of deny, 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 fuck you, your fault, deny, 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 etc. is getting to the point where it's not only tiresome for the gaming community at large, it's also bad business. Uh, I are we going know. to see uh, it's, wake it's, up in reality Typically, it's bad themselves. business to, to publicly say things like, hey, we fucked up. I mean, it's... it's uh, it's the PR people's job to constantly put spin on shit, and it's PR. It's it's the PR um, you know representative's job to make things shiny and happy and always sunny. So, you know, Sony's never just going to come out and say, you know what, the UMD was a bad idea, and uh, you know, Blu-ray wasn't all that necessary, and and you know, our games are no, they're not going to fucking say that. They're just you know, I'm not waiting for some glorious revelatory day where the fucking war in Iraq ends and and Paris Hilton kills herself and and Sony steps up and said we fucked up a lot. I you know, I just figure it's going to it's it's a it's been one long extended growing pain uh experience uh for Sony and I'm looking forward to the day that they pull themselves out of it because I really like my PS2 and I want to see more of that. I want to see I want to see the PS2 caliber library on a more powerful system. I and you know, it's kind of the point where I'm just so exhausted by the whole, you know, God damn it. Just the whole debate is just pissing me off to the point where it's just like, dude, just wake me up when things are okay again. And when every system has something to offer and no one's constantly shoveling us bullshit every single day. And it'd be nice. I, I'm That's looking fair. forward to that day. I, that would um, be a beautiful day. I think that Sony has... They've got like this bizarro Japanese mindset where they... They don't have disdain for their audience, but they feel that by acting superior to the audience, they can somehow make them make their product seem like this glorious, unattainable object of desire. And uh, you know, people don't really respond to that unless you have like a PlayStation 2, which is you know the best-selling console of all time and has tons of the greatest titles of all time for it. Um, the PlayStation 3 realistically won't ever have that kind of success. I I don't think many consoles will ever um and i think that their mindset their whole look at how great we are this is our system it's shiny sure it doesn't have many games but god damn it it's shiny and you can like look at your hair in it and like put stuff on it and it'll slide off to the side um that's 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 stupid sony and <laughs> honestly i think that sony realizes this but their management is so entrenched in the same mindset they had in the PlayStation 2 that they will never snap out of it, at least not until the next generation. I think at this point the PS3 generation is fucked. I think it's going to turn out to be the GameCube of this generation of gaming. Unfortunately, Sony doesn't have something like the DS to fall back on for tons and tons of cash. Um, so while I think they will release another console in the future, I think that without them winning the next console war, they will stop making consoles after that. So, yeah, I think that's their uh, reality check when they, you know, hmm. fail completely and stop making consoles. But I don't want to see that happen. Honestly, I'd like to see, you know, ten different consoles and uh, as much competition as possible because that means everything's cheaper for me. Well, not me because I get it for free, but cheaper for you guys. And, uh... I sort of like you guys, so so there you go. I'm pulling for you. But uh, Action Bastard asks, if the if the LPGA was developed was a new say, video game, yeah, would it piss you one. off as Black as College good. Football like did? Would you label it sexist? And for the bit backstory, for people that don't know what's going on, um, a company called Nerdzed Entertainment 
is releasing a title called Black College Football, The Experience, that focuses on the historically black colleges of uh, whatever their conference is called. Honestly, I forget because I don't live in the South and I'm not black. Um, as far as the LPGA goes, no, they could they could do that, you know, and uh, I don't think I would label it sexist because there is... Well, I think the... Di- what? Yeah. No, go ahead. Please. Okay. No, go ahead. Um, because I think that for a long time, there have been, you know, th- there's Lynx, there's, there's Tiger Woods, there are male equivalents of the LPGA, of whatever the LPGA game would be, but the LPGA game would not be toting specifically that it is for women, whereas black college football, there's no reason for them to create a black college football game when you have the NCAA titles... There's no black college football association. There's like, well, there it's not is, like, actually. you know, there is, what? there's, there's, there's these conferences that are historically black that have black people in them and no white people. Yeah. Really? And that's what it's yeah. focusing on. It's not like, it's not like college football that is part of the NCAA. Right. That just well, that's the thing on... though. It oh. is part of the NCAA, but they're, but they're so okay. small. They don't really, they never win national championships. You oh, know, okay. they're like they're uh, like know, the Division Two A teams that you never hear about, but they do exist. So oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Well, you know, I I hear I don't know. It's I, I it's it's I don't care who makes what game. If there's someone who wants to see that, and and if there's someone who wants to make it, great, set them up. You know, right. That's great, awesome. I just in this case, it's like all that all the hub about it. I was just kind of confused. I thought it I I was happy to see that it's actually <laughs> being made by people who you know have been. By like, black you know, people who, who are part of that. No, 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 no. People who are in that that. Uh, well, yes, by black people that's swell. But I mean, people who are actually in that college environment, like people who could who could make a game that could you know that was if the, if that's what they're trying to do, and if that's if and if that's what they want to convey, at least right. they were part of it. It's not just like some dude looking to capitalize on it. You know, like I'm just waiting for the day. It's you know kind of like it's like you know, uh, I'm just waiting for the day that like Def Jam Nine is made by just some nerdy white kid who. You know, puts himself in the game with a bunch of chains and shit. I, you know, I. It's weird. It's it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those subjects that I never ever feel comfortable talking about because I know I'm gonna get yelled at by about it by somebody. I so. do feel comfortable talking about it because. Because uh, <laughs> you're because a I'm a fuck. horrible horrible person. I am not a racist. In... I just think racism is hilarious. Um. <laughs> see, okay. Here's here's my big problem. If the LPGA, the Ladies Professional Golf Association which innately is a pretty sexist name, really. Um, since since, since, since they've got a 13-year-old girl as their, like, you know, top moneymaker. Anyway, uh, she's not a lady. She's a girl. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't menstruate constantly like ladies do. They menstruate constantly with their vaginas. Anyway, uh, if they made an LPGA game, that's fine because, you know, the Tiger Woods games, the Lynx games don't have women in them. You know, so so you need that, you need that uh, alternative, which which is totally cool. The uh, the black college football teams are in the NCAA football. You know, they're in they're in these college football games. There's there's no discrimination in in the other college football games. So it's like, even though they're not being left out of these college football games, they feel that they need their own game, and that's and that's kind of ridiculous. On the other hand. I never said that black college football was racist. I think it's stupid, you know? I, I think the whole idea of, uh, of creating the game, of creating a game to 
Okay, here's the thing. The African-American population statistically doesn't play as many video games as the Caucasian population. Whether it's, you know, whether it's a monetary thing or whether it's, you know, they just don't have the interest in it, whatever. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bringing that up. You know, that's for a totally different discussion. But uh, statistics have shown they just don't, right? I, I'd agree, but um, I'm going to remain patently quiet during this part of the discussion. <laughs> knock yourself out. This is this is going into some heavy, heavy well, swamp land. You knock yourself out, action. dude. I'm just going to um, bow out uh, about five <laughs> minutes ago. So Good. Fantastic. Excellent. So, uh, so yeah. So, the uh, I think the idea that they are... Realistically, their big demographic for the black college football titles would be African-American people, right? (laughs) Except that what they're doing here is they're sort of stealth marketing it to idiotic 15-year-old white kids who are completely lacking a culture of their own. Idiotic American white kids who are completely lacking a culture of their own. Thus, they feel they have to glom onto other cultures, specifically that of the uh, inner-city... African-American person, you know? These are the kids who walk around with their pants halfway down their ass listening to rap music and, you know, calling each other niggas. And it's like, you're white. What the hell, right? And and these are the same kids who, if they ever actually meet black people, run in terror, you know, and call themselves Trevor and Chad. And uh, not to say anything bad about Chad Conselmo. Chad Conselmo like is a kitten. Not like an adorable our... blonde kitten. Um... That's right. But yeah, so I, th- I think this whole thing is fucking idiotic because on the off chance that they are trying to to aim for the small African American demographic, that's totally cool. You know, if that's what they're doing, rock and roll, more power to them. I support diversity in gaming, great. <clears throat> but financially, that's a retarded decision. And if they're not, if they're aiming it at these quote unquote wiggers, then. That's stupid, because I do not support What's those kids. I think they're fucking idiots. And so on and so on. So, so yeah. I'm glad I could clarify. Yay. Uh, you okay, Aaron? You're not too uncomfortable? I'm alright. I'm alright. While you were talking, I was busy making a hefty donation. Excellent. LADC, Which, so. in itself, is a rather yeah. racist organizational title. Colored people? What oh, the dude, hell? Shut up. Alright. Next question. All right. Next question. Um, I want to say Kalpis, who has an adorable, adorable icon of a bear with... I don't even know what that is, but it's so cute. Oh my god. He says, Game of the Year gets touted a lot around this time of year, and this year especially we're going to see a lot of FPS games nominated. I wouldn't be surprised if 90% of the titles nominated this year turn out to be FPSs. I guess my question is, do you think this trend will ever end? And what would it have to take for a non-FPS game of any genre to take out the most likely Game of the Year winner, Bioshock? Well, I think the trend is pretty much motivated by the fact that most of the games made nowadays are first-person shooters or some variant on the genre. Um... You know, it's. I mean, hell, look at the look at the two. Uh, fuck, the three biggest games on all three consoles right now are. Well, I don't know. What's the biggest game on the uh, PS3 right now? Layer. Let's just say it's. Let's just say it's okay, Resistance, because right. what the fuck? Who gives a shit? But it's like it's like you know, if you look at the three biggest games on all three consoles right now, it's it's Bioshock, Metroid Prime Three, and and we'll just say Resistance. So I mean, it's uh, uh, the first person shooter is is quickly becoming pretty much the what the platformer was to the 16-bit era. I mean, it's just in the 8-bit era. Um, I'd, I'd like to see a non-first-person shooter, you know, 
uh, nominated for Game of the Year awards. But to be honest, I don't really give a shit because, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, years pass where, where, you know, games get nominated for Game of the Year that I completely disagree with. And, and I don't seek to validate my opinion from from silly, uh, uh, you know, lists of end of the year, you know, award ceremonies for, you know, for gaming websites. Unless, of course, that gaming website is Destructoid and the reviews are Destructoid reviews, at which case you should take Our those opinions come from and God make them your own. Tablets. Um, that's that's right. Uh, but yeah, I okay. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. I wish I did. I don't. I, uh, I I scrolled away, so I forgot what thing. Oh yeah, so uh, the the, the FPS blunt, <laughs> um, as as I've been calling it, uh, I agree it's stupid just because I don't like oversaturation of anything, and um, I think it's already coming to an end. I think we're seeing a lot of a lot of rhythm games. Honestly, you know, I think that's going to be the next big glut of gaming. Um, I think we're going to see a ton of rhythm games. You know, I can I can think of three that are coming out and, by the end of the year. And brain, and brain training games. games. Because, yeah, casual gaming is going to be big, too. And I think those two are going to overtake FPS games um, simply because FPS games, you know, we've had a lot of them. And there aren't, there aren't that... There's nothing really left to do. Um, as far as what can... What will be better than Bioshock? Nothing. You know, Bioshock is the game of the year, if not the game of the last five years i uh i really can't think of anything that i have thought was cooler in the last five years um the last game that i thought was this in-depth and amazing was probably deus ex or when did that come out was that last five years it was uh, about five was, years ago uh, it may have been i thought that was yeah okay so yeah my last five years thing stands um yeah i just think that was just you know stunning um, and Bioshock, it, uh, it's just really that good. If you don't own it, own it. Yeah, uh, it was... Oh, wait. Yeah, it was 2000. I go. was right. Okay, great. So, Sorry. Yeah, if you don't own Bioshock, <laughs> you need to own it. If you don't own a 360 to own Bioshock on or a PC that can play it, buy one. It's that good. It's, it's transcendent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Next question, and this is actually the last question because I looked down and everything's either stuff we've covered before or stupid. Um, Mike, Mike Hawk, <laughs> Mike Hawk, Mike, Mike Hawk asks, since Satoru Iwata announced that Nintendo's first party is taking a break soon to let the third party devs take control of the Wii, when do you think these third party games on the Wii will actually take off like they did on the DS? What games do you think will spark that? Question mark. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I should it's, never uh, let well, you go then, first, you know, it's, should it's I? Difficult to know. I should always start. Yeah, well, from the, I'm, I'm tired of going first all the time because I feel pressured, you motherfucker. And usually right. I don't know these questions are okay. coming, so you eat my shit. Fair enough. You eat my shit. Um, uh, okay, to, to answer the question, um, I, I think that we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel for, uh, um, you know, the, the, the novelty phase, I think, is coming slowly to a close. We're not there yet. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's it's probably high time that some we see some really successful third party games, and I, I hope it happens. But you know, to be honest, I'm just kind of taking it as it comes. I'm not, uh, you know, it's it's just sort of a wait and see thing. I I I'm really looking forward to Zack and Wiki, uh, Treasure, uh, Search for Barbaros to Treasure, and oh, there's a couple others. I mean, there's there are plenty of games that are coming, but it's it's been such a mixed bag so far that it's kind of one of those things where I'm I'm very much in a wait and see kind of mode. 
Um, with the exception of Metroid Prime 3, I haven't really been allowing myself the opportunity to get hyped up for any Wii games because I've been met with disappointment several times on that system. So um, at this point, I'm just if if I have the uh, the serendipitous fortune of, of stumbling upon a game that just blows my mind on the Wii and it's, and it's by a third party, then that will be the day where I, you know, I'll probably be start thinking that things are turning around. But until then, it's just a wait and see thing. I'm I'm optimistic. Fair it, enough. Hopefully, it'll I, be good. Uh... I absolutely agree. I think the reason why Wii games haven't been as amazing as they, as we all assumed they were going to be so far is because everybody keeps trying to shoehorn in things they shouldn't, you know, like they did with the DS and the stylus. And I think that's kind of coming to an end when people realize they don't have to put it in everything. And, uh, you know, they're going to actually start, like, using gameplay fundamentals, which, like in basketball, is the key. Except in women's basketball, which is boring. If you can't dunk, you don't belong on the court. <laughs> ladies um <laughs> i know I'm, i think we've got pretty much everybody I, uh, covered i think we've I like the Jews, just about everyone though. we can people i like a little matzo you know anyway <laughs> anywho um i think i think really it's coming to an end and honestly i don't think that there's anything that they have announced yet that looks really that awesome to me um yeah nothing really has me that excited on the wii and i think it's going to be the next set of games after the set of games that's currently announced that we'll really start seeing changes um, if you're going to hold me to some kind of timeline. So that brings us to the end of the questions. And now is the time in which we announce the $25 winner. Um, Aaron, I'm picking Heretic with his with the growing popularity of handhelds question. You know, even though we didn't... Uh, yeah, I think even though we didn't uh, give it the same amount of ridiculous fucking overstating that you gave the whole black college football thing. It's true. Um, it, because you unfairly limited me to only one answer, you fucking scumbag piece of shit. Sorry. Um, I, I think it's a very, I, I thought it was a very great question. So sure, let's do it. He's our winner. Heretic, Hooray! you won. Uh, so what you gotta do is you email me, nexodestructoid.com, and you say, hey, I'm that guy. And uh, include how you'd like to be paid and, you know, like, if you want to send your check, your address, your name, all that shit. Um, if you want PayPal, tell us your PayPal info, and we'll make it happen. And um, so this is almost the end of the show, but the last thing I gotta do is uh, say this is my last episode of Podtoid. Like, ever. Um, honestly, I'm burned out, so so I am... It's not gonna be your last episode. It's your last episode of hosting. You'll be back on when I'm hosting, goddammit. You better, because I put in a lot of work for you. You piece of shit. Okay, well, if you're going to guilt me like that, I guess it's not my last episode. Um, <laughs> yes. It's at the very least no, my no, last no. episode hosting, and uh, yeah. And probably your last episode for a while, and that's fine, but you're, uh, I'm sure we won't be seeing the last of you just yet. I certainly hope not. And, like, so uh, be fun and more than not likely, Aaron will be taking over hosting, assuming he isn't like eaten by a bear or something. Um, I think we've already pretty much Aaron, determined that Aaron, by the be... way, would you tell people the story about you eating a bear? Because every time I tell somebody that Aaron eats bears, nobody gets it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I ate a bear once. A whole bear. The whole <laughs> fucking... No, I... Um, a couple years ago, uh, the summer of 2005, um, I, uh, I went to uh, the Baltic, uh, Baltic States with um, my girlfriend and her parents. Uh, we went on vacation together, and uh, we went to... Uh, started in Lithuania and uh, ended up in uh, Helsinki before we went home. So we went and we went through um, Estonia and uh, uh, Latvia on the way up. And in Latvia, I had a bear steak 
I don't know what part of the bear it came from. I don't know what region of it could have been just ground bear nuts i'm sure i i'm i hope it's not like that i paid a reasonably large amount of money for it but maybe bear nuts are some kind of delicacy or some shit but yeah so i got i was i was basically getting drunk in a park and there was this um awesome like uh i was in the uh the uh, i was in riga in latvia and um i was in the uh the sort of historic district old town and they had this uh they have these canals these sort of just like little waterways that where the uh where the castle walls used to be and uh, along this waterway there was this cafe and they, it was really cool it had a dock and shit so i went out and got a place to sit you know sat down got drunk um read a book and uh when they came to ask if i wanted lunch i said sure and i ordered the bear so that's how <laughs> i, I ordered the bear that's uh <laughs> I was drunk. What did you say? I was like, yeah, bear. I, you know, basically like the, the goal has been to eat as many new and unusual animals every time I'm in Europe of, 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 and I've been there twice. So, you know, every time I'm there, I try to eat some variety of animal, some, some, one of God's creatures that I have not eaten before because I am a fat carnivore and that's what, you know, that's what that's we do. Very good. That's, uh, those poor bears. Wow. <laughs> See, this is why bear, bears are like an endangered species all over the world, and you eating them does not help. I'm sure they don't have those kinds of laws in the Baltic, but uh, it's like eating a bald eagle or a dinosaur. <laughs> I'd eat a dinosaur, <laughs> though, if they if they let me. Dinosaurs are people, Yeah, dude, dude if somebody offered what? me dinosaur meat, I'd eat it. Because how often are you going to get offered dinosaur meat, right? Yeah. And for that matter, how often are you going to get offered bear meat? Not at McDonald's, that's for sure. Although that might be bear meat. You never know. Anyway, we gotta go. Pod 31. We're out. In the lack of light, hollow sea, poison beaches, limousines, toothless dentists, cops that kill. My baby's gone.
Christmas.